losing weight to gain control. Today's episode: Have you thought about the psychological part of weight loss? Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to help you along your weight loss journey, whether you're just starting, in the middle of your weight loss, or living in maintenance. I cover topics that you will encounter during your journey that deal with food, exercise, and that negative stuff your mind tries to tell you along your journey. For some extra motivation, you can follow me on Facebook, You just search for the Gwen Alexander, and if you'd like to, you can follow me on Pinterest where I save recipes that I want to try or have tried and that you may like to try. And I also have available on my website my 14-day Get Started Guide. If you go to thegwenalexander.com, that's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com, and you click the button and fill in the information, and it'll be delivered to your inbox. One of the things I think that gets overlooked during weight loss is when, and also when you're living in maintenance, is what to do with the mental stuff that keeps coming up in your mind. And that stuff that could keep you from losing the weight and keeping it off. Even when you lose the weight, the way you think will still be there. I started thinking about this a lot this past week. Why? I've been binge watching videos on YouTube. You know how YouTube puts videos on your feed based on what you have watched? And of course, many of the videos that I had were related to weight loss. One of the shows I watched showed the extremes in weight. There were some people that were very obese, and then there were some people that were barely eating anything, but they weren't labeled as anorexic. Both were not the healthiest, and the people that weren't eating enough had health problems, just as the people that were overweight had their own set of health problems. There was one episode where a lady had a form of uh, the gastric bypass surgery. She was being interviewed a few weeks after that. She said something to the effect of she didn't realize that even though she can't eat as much because her stomach has been shrunk, in her mind, she still feels like she wants to eat. She didn't realize that after surgery, she would still have her brain telling her, eat, eat, eat. I'm guessing it's her brain still wanting to use food to deal with her issues in life. Many of the people in these shows, they used food as a way to deal with life. I learned to use food as a way to deal with life at a very early age. I literally ate my way through most of my life. Food was my drug. The best way I can describe it is uh, I got a high from food and plus it numbed my feelings. As a child, I didn't know how to express my feelings when someone would say something that hurt me. Most kids don't. But what I did is I would internalize what was said to me and think, I must be a bad person if they are saying these things to me. I wasn't supervised very much as a child, and then I would just go and eat what I wanted. The choices that we had weren't the best, though. What was available were pizza, uh, these things called Vienna sausages, which aren't the best for you, snack cakes, uh, we had ice cream, and candy bars. When I got older, I was able to go to fast food places to get my own food. I tried to figure out how I could order a bunch of food without the workers knowing that it was all for me. The only way I could do that was to order two full meals, and because I didn't want to waste it, I had to eat it all. When I would eat that much food, I felt good at the beginning of it. But then it got to a point that it, after it tasted, it, I was past the tasting good, 
And then I started to kind of feel again, but I had to keep eating. I started to feel my feelings of inadequacy. I felt my feeling of why am I not loved? What is so wrong with me? I carried this behavior with me as an adult. I will let others treat me badly. And in my mind, I was afraid to say anything because I didn't want the other person to say something about my weight. When I think about that time in my life, it makes me feel kind of depressed. But then I remind myself that that's not where I am right now. I have to remind myself I've taken steps over the years to deal with what I went through and learn a better way to cope with life without using food as a drug. What many of the people on those YouTube videos would say made me think of all of this. The comments of how food was their comfort, how their portion sizes were three or four of what was recommended. When they were confronted with this, they would just cry. That's one reason I keep a food journal and try to be honest with it. When I go back and look over it, I know the times I overate was because there was something that was bothering me that I wasn't dealing with. Just because you lose the weight doesn't mean you still won't deal with eating your emotions. I think all of us to some extent use food to comfort ourselves. It doesn't matter what your physical size is. When someone mentions to me that they want to lose weight, the first question that I want to ask is, what is eating you? Whatever way you choose to lose weight, you have to look at the mental aspect of it too. It's what I say. You have to work on losing the invisible weight while working on losing the physical weight. It's easier to concentrate on the food and exercise though. Instead of confronting the fact you talk negatively to yourself, it's easier to say, I need to eat less. The question to ask yourself is, why do I talk so negative to myself? Why do I always say I'm ugly? Why do I always say I'm stupid? What kind of internal dialogue are you having with yourself? What happens is you want to feel better. So what kind of food do you reach for? I bet it's not a salad. It's hard when you start confronting this kind of stuff. If you can, try to find someone who can help you with this. I have to admit, I did a lot of this on my own. I didn't have the funds to pay to talk to somebody. But what I did have were podcasts to listen to, and I had books I could read or listen to, and a lot of trial and error. And it is work. The weight loss doesn't happen by magic. It is work, both physically and mentally. Sometimes I feel like the mental part is tougher. It's so easy to not deal with that negative stuff that floats around in my head and just go eat. But we all know what the end result of that is, don't we? So what is it I want you to take away from today's episode? I want you to not be afraid of dealing with your feelings. If something made you angry, figure out why it made you angry. Don't go eat it. Don't eat your anger. If something's made you feel inadequate, figure out why. Don't eat your feelings of inadequacy. Take a few minutes a day to just spend time with you. It could be hard at first if you're not used to doing that. You might cry, you might yell, but that's part of the process. And can Coach Gwen tell you a little secret? I cry when I get overwhelmed with life. I used to run to candy bars. Yes, I said bars with an S, more than one, like king-size candy bars. But what was the result of that? A bigger waistline, and I'm sure my blood sugar didn't like that either. I know something about you. You are going to do your weight loss differently this time. You are going to start logging your food. You are going to get your portion sizes under control. You will start making better choices when it comes to eating. You are taking control of your food and your life. You can do this. You will do this. While working on your weight loss plan, 
work on your mental weight loss plan also because you are worth it. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.